Hello, my friends. Welcome back to In and Out the Locker Room, presented by Capital Championship Wrestling. I'm Alyssa Marino, pro wrestling commentator and professional cereal eater. I'm joined, of course, by my co-host, the host of a wrestling gal podcast, my fellow CCW commentator, Ella J. And today we have a super wonderful guest. She is one half of your CCW tag team champions, the submission sniper, Jordan Blade. Yo, hey. Okay, no. <laughs> and the crowd goes what? wild. <laughs> What's up, Jordan? How are you today? Nothing much. I'm good. I am about to go to the gym. I just got off work. So we're about to go from one job to the other. So We're going to get into that because, okay, your drive is undeniable. Uh, but, you know, let's take it back. You came into Capital Championship Wrestling in a very major way. You left with some gold. Folks we know are excited to learn more about you. And we, of course, were so happy hearing that you were officially joining CCW this year. Obviously, like we said, you kicked it off in grand fashion, dethroning the goons of the scenic city to become the new CCW Tag Team Champions alongside Queen B. Brooke V. So first of all, how was that moment for you, especially considering I believe it was the first time you and Brooke had teamed together? Yeah, legit. I mean, you know, I said in my promo before we even uh, faced the goons, I was like, you know, we're going to prove that you don't need to, uh, you know, have been together for, you know, a year, two years, five years, or since you were in the womb. Like, you know, if you have chemistry, it is what it is. And Brooke and I went in there and proved just that. And it's not my first time debuting, winning a championship, leaving. I should put that on a t-shirt. Oh, I like that. Show up, win some gold, leave. Please. There you go. Repeat. There's that. <laughs> trademark. It's already trademarked. So don't that. Got that. I know you, you heard it here <laughs> first, but like we said, obviously you've had a, a friendship, a long lasting friendship with, with Brooke Valentine before you guys even tag teamed. So can you kind of tell us more about your friendship with Brooke and maybe some fond memories or stories that you've shared with her? <laughs> so I think, uh, you know, we're all about making history in modern day professional wrestling. Like, so both of my tag team partners are dating, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. <laughs> I used a tag team partner with Elo Neal since 2019 and been in a tag team with Brooke Valentine since, what, January, February of this year? Yeah. Uh, so I've been waiting to get a picture with, like, me in the middle and both of them on either side of me, and I'm, like, crouching yeah. down, and they're, like, sharing a kiss above me, and I'm just like, or they're fighting over you, to be honest. Or okay, yeah, that we could do that, yeah. Um, but, I mean, Brooke is so dope, man. I mean, yeah. she, she is just so down to earth. Um, and we both have the same mindset um, as it pertains to professional wrestling. I mean, our styles, obviously, are different. Um, but for the same reason, I think Eel and I work, Brooke and I work as well. Um, because both Eel and Brooke um, have such amazing, you know, personalities and character and that's obviously something that I try to you know play up you know a little bit more um because I can be seen sometimes as the the stoic no nonsense uh you know getting down to business and and that's that that is very much me um but you know whenever I am in a room with them or tagging with them always try to kind of look at their facial expressions and see how they just kind of like interact with our opponents and the crowd and things like that and try to emulate that because I think they're both very, very talented in a multitude of ways, but especially in that way. And it's really cool. You lucked out with some dope tag team partners that you all really bring out 
a lot of great things about one another. It's a lot of really cool balance and chemistry. Um, but but to to get to you know the other half of our CCW tag team champs, you've known Brooke for a while, um, but you know recently forming the tag team. Was there anything new that you learned about Brooke after you know teaming with her? Man, anything new that I learned about Brooke? gonna kill me because I feel like I'm just like I feel like I knew like a lot of stuff about her already but she's gonna kill me probably just reiterating how stubborn she is because (laughs) (laughs) we as professional wrestlers right we're always kind of like at least mildly injured right you know like moderate to severe joint pain um so we we've both you know kind of dealt with knee issues and things of that nature so um probably reiterating how stubborn she is i'm like brooke are you sure you should be doing this oh it's fine it's fine okay (laughs) and you know it's kind of like you know do as i say not not as i do right so i i would sit up here and go out and you know just go ah it's fine it's fine but if i tell someone else to do it right i'm being a hypocrite um but yeah and we're both kind of like stubborn and i think most of the time the best way uh because all we want to do is you know live our dream of being a professional wrestler and inspiring people um, and I think we kind of have the same drive and, and reasons uh, for that as well, you know, being a minority in professional wrestling. Um, so I think that stubbornness leads itself to why one of the reasons why we click so well in the first place. Now, curious, what zodiac sign are you? Mm. <laughs> yeah. mm. Scorpio. Let's go, Scorpio Nation. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Brooke and I are called Scorpio season. Brooke and I are both Scorpio. Yeah, so am I. I'm on the cusp. Alyssa, you're up. I'm on the cusp. I'm right there. Hi. All right, shut up, shut up. Keep going. When's your birthday, Alyssa? November, late November. I'm like a November Sag Scorpio mixture. Okay. I'm trying so hard. I just want to be like the cool kids. You're close. Just not there. No, not quite there. No, never mind. Jordan says no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Carry on, you Scorpios. We are stubborn. See, we are stubborn. Jordan's not letting you in. True. Not in the cool kids club. It's okay. It's okay. You are a cool kid. But like we said, we were so happy to see you joining CCW because not only are you a cool person and a cool competitor, but you also bring a different perspective to the company because like you said recently on Women's Wrestling Army, you aren't the typical cookie cutter female wrestler you bring that important representation to the table as a queer black female and you are extremely proud of that as you should be so how have those identities kind of shaped you as a person and performer in this wrestling space because to be quite frank sometimes the representation is lacking in a lot of these companies so for you i feel like that makes it even more important but i kind of want to hear it from your perspective of course yeah, so I'll, to answer that, I'll tell you a story. So I was coming back from my ankle injury, and I was looking to get some new gear to kind of, you know, re-debut myself after my injury, right? And I was just kind of thinking about what I wanted and the cut I wanted, and still trying to figure out myself within the professional wrestling landscape. And um, I was getting gear designed and made, and I I asked for it to be cut like, Alexa Bliss gear 
I so I heard this same story because on another podcast I did, but I, I don't I don't know if Alyssa's heard it. Go on. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I wanted it get so I wanted basically I wanted my ass hanging out, basically. Yeah. Which it's fine. Like I hey, yeah. no yeah. shade to to wrestlers who do that. I that's totally fine. It's just not me. And I knew that wasn't me, but I was like, I don't know what else to do to kind of stand out, like at the time to to stand out. So I guess I'm just going to have to like, you know, show some tenacity is basically what I was thinking. And my wife was like, this isn't you. And so thankfully, when I got the gear, um, unfortunately, it didn't fit. <laughs> um, I could not get the top even over my head. Wow. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I'm not going to say who made it but I couldn't get the tip over my or the tip it's been a long day at work man I couldn't get the top over my head um and I could barely get the shorts on so I sent it back I was like hey can you you know redo that like I had my wife retake all my measurements I had went through the email to make sure that I had written them down right like it was just like it wasn't just slightly off it was like enormously off and so sent it back and the gear maker, um, literally all they did was just let the size of the top out a little bit. And I'm like, that doesn't help me be able to get it on though. <laughs> like, so basically long story short, I could not fit the gear that was made for me, wasted a few hundred dollars, but couldn't fit it. Yeah, I <laughs> couldn't fit it. And then uh, my wife, um, actually made uh, my first pair of gear um, when I came back and so that's the orange and plaid orange and, oh my god the orange plaid gear that you see like kind of like early on in uh, 2019 when I came back when Eli and I first started teaming um, and I think that was a sign from the universe being like girl bye um, you do not need to be wearing this this is not you like um don't you know so I that's when I you know switched to the the biker shorts and and uh been kind of revamping ever since love that I feel like too that's obviously given you more of a chance to maybe because finding yourself and like your identity is like a you know it's a process you know we're born with certain things but like finding your voice and your like true identity of who you are especially in wrestling is you know a tough task but you seem very confident in who you are and what you represent as you said you're unapologetically you so which is something that I feel like a lot of people still struggle to grab grasp a sense of in themselves so how do you think that you've found or obviously part of this was probably through this but you kind of as a person too how how do you think that you've found or acquired this self-confidence or self-acceptance? Yeah. So, um, you know, I started kind of getting a little bit more confident in myself after I graduated college, which was 2015. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of when I started lifting more seriously and kind of, I figured out what to do in the weight, in the weight room. So that was one, um, one major thing that happened to me that kind of like was a turning point for me as far as finding confidence. So, you know, people make fun of the way I walk sometimes uh, because I just like they think I'm rolling up on them because I'm just like I walk with a very proud chest. Um, and that's due to a plethora of reasons. I lift, so I'm proud of my body. For the most part, there's still some body dysmorphia going on there. But um, um, I lift a B, you know, I was the only girl training um, for wrestling at the time. So I'm like, dudes, don't fool me. Um, and then I don't know. I'm also, I don't know. I, I think 
I'm typically a confident person. Um, so I just kind of like walk like that now. I don't know. Some people think it's intimidating. Um, but I think once they get to talk to me, they realize that I'm a goofball, but I can still like kick your ass if you piss me off. So, um, but it, it took a while and it wasn't even until I graduated college again. So I, that was the last time I wore a dress with my college graduation because I'm like, this, this isn't me. And, yeah. you know, trying to kind of like appease my family, my, all of my family has been super supportive. It really was just me being afraid that they wouldn't accept me. Um, so made the transition to um, suits and all of that. And that, you know, I, you know, I look at pictures of myself in suits and I'm like, I feel super confident in this. Um, and then as it pertains to wrestling, um, I think to a certain extent, I started to not give a f anymore uh, because I'm like, this is who I am um, and this is what I'm portraying. I power lift and I do a ton of jujitsu and that's how I want my character to be portrayed as well. Um, and so in doing so, that's where, you know, part of the outfit or, you know, part of the gear comes from. So I... I know it's easier said than done, but like, yeah, just don't give a f kind of. Hey, that is the mantra and we love it. And it's almost as if you kind of read our minds of where we were going to be kind of going here, because one of the things we have to discuss, I feel like a lot of places that your confidence manifests itself is in your style, both in ring and out. I have seen you roll up to events in absolutely dashing suits, as you talked about, <laughs> button-ups, vests, the works. Um, but are there certain fashion inspirations that you that you look to while developing your personal style? Yeah, so um, I've totally wanted to be like a Calvin Klein model. Like, I'm, <laughs> don't say that past tense. Don't say that past tense. <laughs> I mean, I still do. Like, I'm Thank like you. Calvin Klein, GQ, like, um, I, you know, I'm definitely on like the, I just kind of like, not, I don't think any one person that I can think of off the top of my head, just kind of like, and overall, like, you know, I look at men in those magazines and I'm like, man, I think I'd be able to pull that off. And then, you know, it's, it's hard to sometimes with my body type, <laughs> because uh, I, how do I say this? Uh, so like, I have a big ass. So like, to find pants and stuff, like in men's like clothes that fit, and try to get it over my butt, but not have it be too baggy like yeah. that. Yeah like the the most that's the most challenging it's the um, gear conundrum all over again it's getting a yeah. good tailor my friend yes yes i know i do need to get one and if anybody has any leads no i'm just kidding i google is a great lead yeah. <laughs> so I can do that. uh but yeah i don't think anybody um in particular i just kind of like wait like i just kind of look at outfits and i'm like oh i think that would look good on me like i'm gonna go and get that outfit hell yeah now, where do you where do you shop from? Like, uh, okay, so a plethora of places. So, like, um, I stopped buying suits on Amazon because they just weren't fitting quite right. So, as far as my suits, I mean, it's gonna sound lame, but I get them from like JC Penney. <laughs> and like, unless I want like a particular blazer mm -hmm. or something like that, um, I'll you know go to go to the mall essentially. Yeah. I still. <laughs> 
I still really love going into Hot Topic. I, I don't think yes. I'll ever outgrow Hot Topic. And then, like, Dick Sporting Goods, obviously, is one of my favorite yeah. stores. I, I mean, when I was, like, a teenager, Hollister was uh, a favorite of mine. Yes. So, um, but, yeah, like, it's – I haven't, like, gone clothes shopping in a while, to be honest with you. Maybe I need to be going shopping. Mm-hmm. I, I, I get paid I, this week, so – Let's go. I have to say, though, I feel like Hot Topic, just as wrestling people, is just ingrained in our brains. It's in our DNA, you know, with all the wrestling shirts there and everything. Just saying. I feel like it's just a staple. But obviously, we were talking about your style in real life. Obviously, that you also have a lot of style in the ring ring in ring style i should say is very highly technical and obviously we you've talked a little bit you have that influence from powerlifting and your bjj background so how would you say that you've evolved as a competitor over over almost 8 years of competing now man um that's a good question um so it's a lot of like trial and error especially for um incorporating jiu jitsu because yeah. you a lot of jiu jitsu if we were to incorporate it into professional wrestling would be considered boring. I mean, it just is what it is. So I think one of my favorite people to watch that incorporates jujitsu very masterfully um, into professional wrestling is Matt Mikowski. Um, And so, because he does all the flashy shit that's still jujitsu-esque, but he puts his, you know, pro wrestling spin on it, which I think is dope. Um, So I watch a lot of him, watch a lot of Tom Lawler, um, and Kevin Koo and Dominic Garini, um, because it's, I try things in front of a crowd, and then if it doesn't get the desired reaction, I'm like, okay, we'll just toss that. <laughs> I won't do that again, or maybe I'll put it somewhere else, or something like that, so um, I think I've gotten better as of late, um, past few months, um, with trying to incorporate various jujitsu techniques into my matches that get kind of the reaction that I'm looking yeah. for. I saw you t- uh, posted a training video of finding new ways, I think, to enter the ankle lock that you do. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So finding new ways to kind of maneuver transition into that too. I saw that. So we're excited to see what, what else you got up your sleeve. Oh yeah, absolutely. I just tried some, uh, some new sick stuff uh, this past weekend. So always really trying to revamp and, uh, mm-hmm try to do things that other people aren't doing that's like the main thing and it's hard because how long has professional wrestling been around right yeah. so it's yeah. like what else can you kind of do so just really trying to find more creative ways to to get into holds and things like that and you definitely are a unique competitor and you keep innovating and you keep having lots of opportunities to do that trial and error because we've talked about this in the past. The hustle never stops for you. I think we once were talking about how you went from an out-of-state championship defense to dropping by your jujitsu school just to show support for one of their events in the same weekend. So like getting off a flight, going somewhere else, but how do you find the time or make the time in your schedule for anything and follow up? Do you use a calendar, rely on notes? What works for you to kind of keep everything straight? Yeah, so definitely calendar and my phone. So actually, my wife and I um, just, I don't know why we haven't done this before, um, but last night we shared our calendars with each other. We just, like, figured that out. Not, like, figured out how to do it. A whole new world. 
had yeah. the epiphany, why don't we do this? Yeah. Uh, so, you know, she's not asking me, asking me 50 million times, like, now where are you going this weekend? And vice versa or whatever. And what is, what does uh, Jude have going on for son? Uh, what does Jude have going on today? Um, so that is, I, why should, I'm sure it will make our lives immensely easier. Um, as far as finding the time, um, look, I'm not always motivated to, for example, go to the gym. Um, so there are definitely weeks that are better than others. Um, like last week was like in the trash. Um, so I definitely have my days and my weeks and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like, I think I have to, it's a fine line, right? Because I have these goals and I want to go to the UK. I want to go to Japan. I want to go get on TV. And I know, you know, a aesthetic business, I get that, um, but I also am trying to give myself grace as well um, to be like, hey, for the majority of last week, you were essentially sick. I wasn't feeling well last week. I, I'm on an antibiotic right now. <laughs> like, I was not feeling well. Um, and it's like, don't beat yourself up for not going to the gym for the latter half of the week last week because you literally were not feeling well. Um, so it's, it's, it's always like a mental game or mental gymnastics within myself to be like, Hey, let's push it today, but Hey, let's, let's rest. And having a rest day is very hard for me. I get it from my mother. Um, and I have to have multiple people kind of like essentially yell at me and be like, Hey, Jordan, you need to take a break. Um, so it's, it's, it's a balance. Um, but I'm trying to get better with that. Yeah, I know too. I mean, you're balancing a, a shoot job. You're a parent, you know, wrestling. Like I have to give immense kudos to you. Obviously you've said before that you're looking to make wrestling your full-time career, but like I said, you're also a full-time parent. So what does your approach to parenting look like as you balance everything, especially too, because you have a wife that's deployed some like a good chunk of time too. So what does that look like for you? Yeah, well, um, so I'm the strict parent. I, I mean, hey, <laughs> it just is what it is. Um, so uh, my uh, wife actually just got back a couple weeks ago. She got um, 100% VA disability, so I'm super excited for her. Um, so she'll be um, home full time now. Um, she's retiring from the Army. Um, so okay. super stoked for her to start this next chapter in her life. Um, she's going to go to nursing school full time. And that's kind of what our plan was, hoping that she was able to get, um, you know, um, uh, full benefits from the VA. Um, and she did. And so now she can focus on school. Um, so I'm really excited for her um, to embark on this next chapter in her life. She's been so supportive of me for, um, God, when did we meet? 2017. Uh, so for the past, what, six years, uh, she's been super supportive of me. Um, and I'm just very excited to be able to be supportive of her and her endeavors. Um, so it's going to be a little bit easier now. That's good. <laughs> it's going to be hard, um, but it's going to be a little bit easier, um, you know, with, with um, you know, getting our son to and from everything that he needs to, to go to um, because, you know, I was, I was playing single mom for, for over a year. So um, that was very tough. Uh, had a lot of therapy. <laughs> Um, but, but we're good. We're, I shouldn't say we're good now. We're, we're 
we're getting back into the groove now. So I'm super stoked. Everybody in my house is in therapy. Uh, I love that for us. I think everybody on this planet should be in therapy. How old is your son now? He is 10. 10. Okay. So going on 16 with that damn (laughs) ad. So he's at an he's at an age now that you know you can understand wrestling more. So I'm curious, has I'm sure he has. How has your son been exposed to wrestling? I'm sure he has, and if so, to what extent? Yes. So um his dad is actually a wrestling fan. Okay. Um, so we don't hate each other like how you know normal blended families. Yeah, yeah. We get along. Hell and yeah. also I could I could beat him up if he tried anything. Uh, but <laughs> so um he was I think he's actually he's mostly watched most wrestling with me um so he's seen WWE seen AEW um he's obviously seen a ton of my matches um what else has he seen I think that's been it so just the two major ones and then my shows um he really just watches my matches and then if there's any like comedy like super fun characters yeah. so he's a fan of Bobby Orlando um, so, yeah um and i think uh, he's a fan of one of one of my uh, good friends he's a, a local wrestler out in hampton um uh, west rogers because he was in a, a tag team with the clown so obviously the clown <laughs> caught his attention yeah. uh so he was a, a fan of them so he likes me and like all of the over the top like you know goofy stuff so i'm like hey that's fine he's a kid whatever yeah, that's kind of the stuff that I was initially drawn to was like a lot of the comedy stuff too. It like gave me a good laugh and a good escape too, you know, when you're still kind of grasping a sense of what wrestling is. So I'm right. glad that that's obviously a part of your life and you kind of get to share that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. He's always so sad when I lose. And I'm like, I tried, <laughs> buddy. <Yeah. laughs> You'll get him next time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, you know, thinking about your schedule between parenting, wrestling, and everything in between, it may not feel like there's a ton of downtime for you unless you're forced to have a rest day. But when you can find those moments of calm, what do you enjoy doing for yourself as far as self-care or to give yourself a little bit of a reset? I want to go to sleep. I want to get in my bed and cuddle with my, my five cats. Yay! And... Uh, <laughs> No, so I mean, I enjoy, you know, really just normal stuff. I don't see my friends a ton. Um, so hanging out with my friends when I can. And it's to the no, point where that. they're like, you let me know what your schedule is. And I'll try to fit into your schedule. I'm like, yes, like, I'll I'll let you know. Um, so like that, um, I like hanging out with my parents, playing video games. Um, I want to get back into playing Ultimate Frisbee at some point. Um, I just haven't had the time. There's like a ton of pickup games going on around Richmond, especially now that it's getting warmer. Um, so I'm super excited about that. Um, but and just spending time with friends and family. I know that sounds boring, but and I mean, jujitsu too. This is the most interesting thing I do. Other like if I didn't have this, I'd probably be very boring. So if I ever did like an indie wrestling, the life of like you were talking about the other day, Alyssa, like. I, it would be very boring. I think like, I would have you, to find stuff to plan to do to make it look like I'm more interesting than I am. A thousand percent. You'd have to go to another like, what, didn't you go to like a SpongeBob rave or something? Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have I to go did. to more SpongeBob raves. <laughs> I did. Dude. That was so dope. Oh, how, me, wow. me, 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 yeah. Okay. 
how you need to explain what exactly I can understand the concept, but what <laughs> does what does this look like and what how how do what do these things look like? <laughs> yeah. So I literally I think it just it came up on my Instagram. Okay. And I was like, I sent it to a ton of my friends who are SpongeBob fans. And I was like, yo, we have to go. And so me and one of my coworkers, who's also one of my friends, uh, we dressed up as Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy. Gorgeous, love it. And I have pictures of this. And it was literally, I was just upset. Okay, let me, I'm sorry. Was, I'm the, was there a band dressed up as like SpongeBob characters or like? No, like literally okay. it was just the DJ and some other people on stage. And there was a screen in the back and it was just the SpongeBob characters dancing to the rave music. Oh, and so okay. I'm thinking that, oh. It's going to be Spongebob songs, yeah. like, mixed as, like, EDM music. But it was just, like, random EDM music with Spongebob characters dancing in the background. I mean, it was still a ton of fun, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I, I was just expecting a Sweet Victory remix. <laughs> I was expecting um, Campfire Song Song remix. Mm-hmm. Like, I was a like, fun... I was yeah. expecting some remixes like that, and it just wasn't. It, they did play a little bit of Sweet Victory, but then they transitioned to another song, and that was it. So it was still a ton of fun. People were dressed up as Patrick, SpongeBob, Sandy, Spun. Or, Who did uh, you go as? I was Barnacle Boy. Nice. Okay. I was Barnacle Boy. So there was a. T- it, it was a ton of fun. I like. I would definitely go again. I just. If they, if they had any feedback, I'm like, I need you to get the whole soundtrack of all mm-hmm. these SpongeBob songs. Yes. And remix each of them into like an EDM version of the song and play them. Mm-hmm. Imagine an really EDM fun. version of like, bear, 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 bear. <laughs> <laughs> like drop the beat. Bear, 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 yeah. Bear. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, please. If you're listening, okay. Come on, feedback, feedback. Yeah, if we if we wouldn't get DMCA'd, I'd totally sing some right now, but I don't want to get us uh, flagged for copyright. Yeah. Oh, but... Jesus Christ. I can't even sing the damn SpongeBob. I know, okay. I know. Nope. I, I don't think you can get copyright for the the jingle that Alyssa was. I think we're good with that. Okay. I think we're not going to tempt fate. No, no more SpongeBob songs. No, no. Edit, edit, edit it in post. <laughs> no, but but obviously, like connecting with friends in real life and on social media is another kind of one of my favorite things too. Especially if you have a busy schedule like that. But social media is a double-edged sword. Of course, it's helpful to promote shows and content, but can also be pretty toxic. So, how do you personally handle? I don't even know if you have time to, maybe you don't have enough time to get caught up in it, but how do you handle your relationship uh, with social media? Oh man, so I just called out one dumb um, I saw that. The other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I saw that. You got it sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. You got Normally, it. I'm not like super responsive to stuff like that, but I was like, you know what? I have the time I was on the way to the doctor and I read it and I was like I'm gonna wait until I'm at a stopping point to Mm -hmm. respond to this I'm sorry I'm cussing all over this this podcast um so I responded to him while I was in the waiting room in the doctor's office (laughs) I'm like where's the Oprah gift where she's like Like, what did you think was going to happen, bro? So anyway, so I quote tweeted that, went about my day, went back to work. And I checked my Twitter and I'm like, 
what? Like, <laughs> like my, my notifications are blowing up right now. So I did not expect that. Uh, that was actually super dope. So I, thank you to everybody who, who came to my defense. I appreciate that. Um, but uh, that I just kind of, as you saw, just kind of respond to it because it made me laugh. It didn't make me upset. It made me laugh because I just thought, I was like, okay, just tell me you didn't watch the video without telling me you didn't watch yeah. the video. Yeah. Um, so I like to, I'm typically a nice person, but I like to rip people to shreds with my words as well, especially if I can't get to them. So I think I pretty much did that. But other than that, <laughs> I try, especially on Facebook. I don't know what it is about Facebook. Barely in particular. on Facebook. I'm barely, on, I'm barely on Facebook for that exact reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I think maybe because there's no character limit, people can just Fair. go Fair. on and on yeah. and on. And I stay away from Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, arguing I think that's probably the most to- in my opinion the most toxic and I tell my wife not all the time but you know every now and then I'm like stop and get like you're getting yourself worked up just yeah. stop engaging block them because you're not going to change anybody's opinion on social media it's true so it's like why it's like why respond again unless you're verbally eviscerating someone but like, which is I mean, so beautifully done. If you go over to uh, Jordan Blade's Twitter, you can find it. <laughs> it was delightful. Period. Thank you. Um, yeah. No, I love. Like I said, I love using words. It's just like I'm like, you got cooked, bro. You got mm-hmm. cooked. Um, right, speaking but, of cooking, uh, yes, and speaking Jordan. of cooking, because we covered a lot of topics today, but one of our favorite topics that we cannot go an episode without discussing is the concept of snacking. So what are some of your go-to comfort foods or favorite treats? Okay, so where are they? Oh, she, this like, is show and tell, tell Let's go. Yeah, this is only the second my, time we've had show and tell. It's true. Thank you so much. From my drive back home just yesterday. Oh, Classic. Yeah, I still have some in here, so probably gonna eat a couple of these uh, before the gym. Um, Who needs pre-workout? Just get. Some I got. Oh, these are so. These are so f-ing good. Jackling steak strips. Okay, is yeah. it like a just a thicker jerky? Yeah, literally yeah. just a thicker jerky, nice. and I like those better than regular jerky. I think just because it doesn't have the. It still has the consistency of jerky, but not as much. So think like kind of like mo- like maybe 75% jerky, but like 25% like, like it's a steak strips. Mm-hmm. So it's like not quite the same consistency as jerky. So I like those better than regular jerky. I feel like both of those are really great too as like on the go traveling snacks. They're very, you know, handheld yeah. and travel friendly, which... Yeah, you've been doing a lot of traveling. You're getting around. You're getting out there. In the last year alone, you got to showcase yourself as part of Women's Wrestling Army. You faced the American Wolves with Eel O'Neal at Garden State. You cemented yourself as super middleweight champ at Paradigm, captured the CCW Tag Team Championships with Brooke, had exciting debuts at places like Mission Pro, and that's not even it. I mean, like, wow. But what are you should have a list of right resume just I, saying. I got it. I got it covered. <laughs> I'm set. But what are your reflections on the past year of your in-ring career? Man, you know, it's dope to hear stuff like that because you kind of forget, like, because you're, you know, you're kind of, you're always looking forward, right? You're like, okay, I'm going to the next town or, you know, what I have to do to, you know, raise my stock and, you know, go, go, go. 
So it's it's cool to hear. That's a thank you, Alyssa. So if I never ever need to pick me up, I'm just gonna come to you for my resume. Gotcha. Um, <laughs> so, um, what was the question? I'm so sorry. I'm, no, that's that's okay. It's it's because uh, you you're kind of we do get in this mindset of like it's just go 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 but like to sit back what are your reflections on this past year yeah so I think this past year has been one of my best years and I hopefully am going to say that about each subsequent year um but it's been really cool I think to hold championships at a lot of these places because that to me is the ultimate I guess sign of respect that hey like this um promotion is entrusting you to basically uh, be a pillar of their company um, and be an ambassador of their company as well um, and so I don't take that lightly that's always super dope to have that responsibility on you um, and you know my wife makes fun of me she's like okay we're gonna need like a case or something for all these belts you have because they're taking up too much space it's a good problem uh, it is have. a good problem <laughs> <laughs> A good problem to have. Um, so that's that's super dope. Um, and I think you know, I'm sure there's probably be a question soon. But uh, my looking forward, my goal. Jordan, uh, you're a psychic. You're psychic. a psychic. Yeah. Uh, so we're we're looking to we're looking to Japan right now. Nice. In the UK, it's always the UK, but we're looking to Japan specifically. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, the marvelous tryout at West Coast Pro in May. <laughs> so, yes. uh, super hoping uh, that um, you know they see something in me, and uh, I, I don't. What would you call? I don't know. They pick me. I win that contract, but I don't know what the the term yeah. may be. Um, but that would be that would be super dope. You know, a lot of my good friends have already been over there. Maxine Paler, Janai, Trish, um, Billy. So. I'm looking to go and make my stake over there as well. Yeah, I think that's surrounding the Queen of the Indies tournament because I know a lot of marvelous talent are coming in. That's kind of the end of May. So we still have about two months. But even just seeing who's announced so far, like Nicole Savoy is coming out of retirement for right. that for right. that tournament. Like, yeah. bro. It's huge. <laughs> yeah, Wild. I'm super stoked. And like, so I'll be around for that as well. Um, so I'm just really excited. To, sometimes it's, it's obviously I would love to be a part of the Queen yeah. of the Indies. Um, but sometimes it's very cool and just calming to be able to just go to an indie show mm -hmm. and watch as a fan. Yeah. yeah. And not have the pressure, anxiety, all this weighing down on you, like I'm about to go out, I'm about to perform, I'm about to wrestle in front of all these people. It's nice to just be like calm and I'm just going to watch some damn good wrestling. Now I'm curious, you, you, you answered our question, but to kind of have a follow-up to that, you mentioned obviously Japan and the UK, you kind of have your eyes on obviously Marvelous is a promotion that you're yearning to go to. Are there any competitors that you've been enjoying watching or you kind of have your eye on that you kind of want to square up with in either the UK or Japan? Oh man. Um, so obviously, so I think, so people look at me and the, again, I, and very like no nonsense like let's let's go stoic uh but i think it would be fun and interesting to have a match against maki ito yeah yeah <laughs> so, love that um that so you know i love to show people that i actually have a personality right 
uh, but especially in wrestling. So I think that would be dope. Obviously, uh, me, you, Yamashita. Um, I would like Ela and I to have a tag team match against um, Best Bros. Yeah, yeah Bali and Ine. That would be dope. Yeah, that, like, so I watched their match um, against Yokai at Garden State and then against Main Event at Wrestling. I think it was Wrestling Open. And I was like, this is so fun. Yeah. Like, so I would like to do that as well. Um, so, or like, me and Trish against them but you know whomever <laughs> like I that, I think that would be super dope and then in the UK man as far as promotions go probably like WXW Progress those yeah. are like the two two main ones um that I would love to wrestle for so a lot of a lot of goals I'm hoping to uh complete before the year's end and one that I'm I'm hoping to complete by the year's end too is get my hands on that Pan African World Diaspora Championship. Ooh. You mentioned his name. Oh boy. Yeah. Mm. You'd be like you you put aside your differences. You put everything every fan not every fan, every woman for themselves when that title is on the line. Legit. Um I, I you know, I that Trish has had an amazing run and she's an amazing person. She is an amazing competitor, wrestler, everything like all of the above. Can't say enough good things about Trish. Uh, she is the Bruno San Martino of the modern wrestling era. Uh, but, you know, even Bruno had to, had to lose at some point. So, Will it be Jordan Blade? We have yet, we, 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 we will see, as they say. But Jordan, of course, thank you so much for joining us here today. We are, as Alyssa would say, we're manifesting, manifesting. everything out there for you. <laughs> Before we let you go, can you please share where the listeners can find you online and all that fun stuff? Of course, yes. Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok now once I figure out how to work it. Uh, <laughs> at Jordan underscore Blade 92. Um, on all of those socials, um, I do have a Facebook. Um, please don't add me on there, though. Um, that is just for <laughs> that is just for uh, family and very close friends. Um, obviously, YouTube, <laughs> but uh, that that is my only kind of uh, personal social media that I have left. So I would like to keep it that way. Um, but you guys can follow me on all of those other three. I am happy to interact with you guys. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jordan. We cannot wait to see you and Brooke, our CCW Tag Team Champs, back at Capital Championship Wrestling very soon. Uh, my friends at home, be sure that you're following Ella J at It's Ella J on Twitter. You can find me at AYY underscore Marino on all the socials. So for Jordan Blade and Ella J, I'm Alyssa Marino, and we'll see you again soon for the next edition of CCW's In and Out the Locker Room.